Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to the Ever-Evolving Truth. My name is Jeff. I'm here with Leah, Mounts, and Sterner. And we have some news to go through. Lots of stuff happened. Lots of stuff. Uh, a lot of negative stuff happened. Um, but I want to start off with, well, first of all, how is everybody? Good. Yeah, I'm all right. Well, Jeff, we can either tell the truth at this point or lie and say that we barely have enough will to live, do shows, or anything else. <laughs> Uh, but why, yeah. why bother? Why bother the listeners with that? Right. We don't want to throw that onto them. No. Yeah. Uh, but I am dragging a little bit. So uh, if I seem a bit subdued, maybe it's a nice little break. Maybe it's not. Maybe you tune in every week to hear me rail on Donald Trump or find reasons to rail on him. Maybe you hate that I do that. But I might be a yeah. little subdued today. But 40, anyway, forty-five minutes from now, we're going to hear you like. You know, the Republicans just don't like them that much. Yeah. <laughs> You've just lost all your ferocity. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, I'm going to start us off with uh, something that actually does have me fired up. It might surprise everybody listening that it's uh, coming from uh, a left organization. A, I, I don't want to say left-leaning because they're, they're, they're solidly on the left. Uh, you might have heard this. Progressive. Progressive, yeah. Um, and I used, to, I used to really appreciate their, their take on things. Uh, you might have heard of them called the Young Turks. Uh, they are a fairly large organization now. Um, I think even isn't the isn't uh, Jang isn't he running for Congress or or the House or something like that? He did. He, he did. lost. He lost. Yeah. Um, which isn't surprising. But look, I used to really listen to these guys, uh, and then they became to the point where like if you didn't agree with everything that Bernie Sanders and AOC said, you're an asshole and you're not a true progressive. And I fucking hate that because I'm a true progressive. You know, like. I consider myself a true progressive, but, uh, you know, 
I, I feel like I, I don't, I don't, as a progressive, I feel like it's anti-progressive to hate Joe Biden because of something he did 40 years ago. Uh, I feel like it's anti-progressive to uh, hate uh, other politics, like a Cory Booker, because he took money from Big Pharma. So did most of the politicians in, in Congress, right? Like, what is he doing right now? Like, that's what I care about. What are they doing right now for us? Have they learned their lesson? Are they taking uh, money from big corporations now? And a lot of them have changed their tune. So uh, anyway, that's why I, I have kind of stopped following them. I still tune in. Here and there. I still like uh, Jenk and, and Anna. I really do. I think they have good points. I really like um, that you mentioned it before we started, Leah. What's the the segment that uh, I think is what the British guy does? Uh, is that you the mean, damage report? The damage report is John Idarola. But yeah, there's yeah. the damage report. There's a couple of them. I'm actually wearing TYT merch right now. Like, <laughs> I didn't even realize. But. You traitor. <laughs> so I wanted to start us off with this video that I found from from a, a branch of the Young Turks called the Humanist Report or the Humanist Report. And what's this guy's name? With Mike uh, Figuero, Figuero, Figadora, Figadora. I think that's it. that's how. They well, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're gonna hate him. <laughs> yeah, he's Greg, not my favorite. I will say, Greg, I you're you're, you're really you're really gonna hate him. So I'm gonna play this, and if you guys want me to pause pause but essentially what this guy is doing he's railing on jimmy fallon because he shut down talk of uh, amazon labor conditions on his late night show uh, with his guest john oliver and I'm, I'm assuming john oliver did an episode recently about it or is about to do an episode about it which is why he brought it up uh and you'll hear it's awkward uh you know and you can feel how you want to feel about fallon uh and what his stance on it is but I'll, I'll just play it. You guys are going to be pissed. Be, be, before you do it, Jeff, uh, my question, real quick, is: uh, I'm of the did, did Fallon uh, did Fallon come out against it because of some personal opinion, or because NBC Universal has some kind of a stake in Amazon business? He didn't have he didn't have an opinion either way. He just he was just kind of like, okay, let's move on, you know, type, oh, okay. type thing. You'll see. It's 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 really awkward, but no, like, and and even the guy, even this Mike guy, mentions it. He's like, maybe Jimmy Fallon doesn't know what's going on with Amazon. So, like, why are you railing on him? Like, it's not like, you know, people's ignorance, like, if, if people are ignorant to a real issue going on, they don't have an opinion either way. It's our job to educate them about what's going on, not chastise them for not knowing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we can't know all of the things, right? You know, we don't all get paid to, to know everything that's going on in the world at all times. Uh, and even the people that do aren't experts on everything. So you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm going to play the, the video clip here for you. I'm of the belief that late night talk shows are absolutely atrocious. They're terrible. Every single one of them, all of them, they're bad. Nobody should watch them. I think everyone would be better off and more educated if they stopped watching these shows. Like, first of all, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, you're like, yeah. what does this have to do with Amazon labor conditions? Like your opinion on talk shows, like go fuck yourself. Seriously. This is an example of one of those far leftist clear than now righteous assholes that think they're yes. better than everyone else right. I, fucking, I can't stand him this is why the comedy. republican yeah th exactly like this guy has never laughed a day in his life like this <laughs> this yeah. is why this is why the republican party still hangs around is because of guys like this yeah and people people switch from from democrat to republican because they think that the entire party is this guy i'm telling you it's not mm-hmm Having said that, though, there isn't a host nearly as terrible as him. Jimmy Fallon is the worst. Maybe James Corden. 
but he by far is the most insufferable in my opinion, not only because his annoying laugh gets on my nerves, but also because he's the biggest hack out there. He shills for the political establishment and he doesn't even care how pathetic he looks as he grovels at the feet of the powerful. First okay. of all, that's not yeah. what they're doing. He's He's got a job to do. It's to make people laugh and get ratings. Like, period. That's his job. And this motherfucker, if he was offered the late night, you know, the, the a late night talk show, would, would take it. But Jen he's not Huger, talented enough. Jen Huger worked for MSNBC. So before you start saying polit political establishment bullshit, stop it. Like, if you have the chance to do it, you're going to take it. Yeah. You're just pissed off that you can't do it. Keep going. And he's still, and Jank is still a contributor on, I don't know if it's MSNBC anymore, but it's one of the, the stations. He was helping Obama promote the Trans-Pacific Partnership and making jokes about how phenomenal the TPP would be. He was begging Chris Christie to give us any exciting details about his presidential campaign. This was back in 2015. He's just awful. And he showed everyone once again why he's the worst in a segment with John Oliver, where John Oliver dared to bring up Amazon's union-busting practices, and he shut it down like that. Now, unfortunately, I can't play the video for you because since this is on network television, it'll get copyright struck, uh, struck if, I, if I do that. So we're just going to listen to the audio. I think you can basically get the gist of what he's doing here. He's stopping criticism of Amazon. So before he goes into this, I just want to point out that the reason the he's not he can't not play the video because he's afraid that the video would get taken down. It wouldn't. It would get copyright struck, which simply means the profits would go to uh, the Jimmy network. Mm -hmm. Right. Any advertise. So that's why he's not doing it, because they want the money from the advertising dollars. Talk about. Uh, Is there a cap? Is there a cap on that? How many times you can get copyright struck before you do get taken down? No, copy, copyright struck is not necessarily a negative. It's just, hey, we're flagging your 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 content because you have copyrighted material in it. And the artist that owns this has said you can keep playing your video on your channel. Uh, but any advertisement uh, through this video, the, the, the proceeds go to the artist. That's but it. The, but the owner can be like, take it down. It's, yes. it's, it's up to the person who owns the content. Most owners, most owners of the content have have forgone that option because they realize it's stupid. Like especially uh, some someone like the Young Turks would have millions of views, which turns into like a bunch of advertising dollars that they wouldn't have had to begin with. So this guy strictly he you know whether it's company policy or whatever, he's not playing the video because it would affect their bottom line. So talk about pandering to the the corporate establishment here. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. Speak from your heart, Alexa. Your rotten heart. Oh <laughs> this is clearly not a commercial for this. <laughs> oh, in which case, I've got another one. Alexa, Alexa, how bad are Amazon working conditions? Alexa, stop. Sure. Alexa, stop. Here we go. That's fine. Right, no, I have no, to. Alexa. I... No, Alexa. Alexa, no, what is No, no, Alexa, boxing? this is me time now. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Oh, stop, please. Alexa, please listen to me. Doing Hey Robot. Of course. It was, um, I was going to say a pleasure, but uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I really hope, Jimmy, you yeah. didn't cut out my question about what what, you, what Union Buster is. Wow. Oh. Okay. So you can hear, like, there's an awkward exchange there. Does Amazon sponsor him? I mean, that's what it feels like to me. That yeah, Jimmy it, Fallon it sounded like Fallon. Really, like, fuck. 
Yeah, like yeah. this is not, uh, wait a minute, we can't talk about this. Move on. You know, he did it in a, a jovial kind of way. But yeah, it seemed like as soon as that came up, criticism of Amazon, he was like, oh, nope, we're done. So yeah, yeah it probably was a sponsor deal. Yeah. Well, well, I have a surprise for you at the end of this video. So uh, let's keep going. I've got to say, John Oliver, after I said all of that about late night hosts, John Oliver is probably the least offensive. He's not funny at all, but he's at least substantive. He actually does seem to care about the issues and have a grasp of issues that really affect working people. First of all, John Oliver and Jimmy Fallon have more talent in their pinky nail than this motherfucker has. Yeah, in his this, entire body. He's such a piece of garbage. He's jealous. He's that. This is all just jealousy. He has no. And, and I, I think you're right. He's never laughed a day in his life. Ever. And like, look, like the 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 subject is important. Like Amazon is a terrible company to work for, and people have died working in their warehouses because of their horrible conditions. Like the government should get involved. That mm -hmm. is absolutely true. The first half of this video has been railing on late night talk show hosts. He does seem to have a real problem with it, and he keeps saying he's not funny, not funny at all. I would my question about Michael uh, Finger in the rear door or whatever his <laughs> name is, uh, it, it, like what does he find anything funny? Has, like what what is his yeah, comedy standard? What right. makes him laugh? And when he laughs, is it like? Uh, 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 I appreciate the funny thing you said. Uh, 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 like I can't yeah. imagine this guy actually laughing at anything from the looks of it and sounds of it. Completely mm -hmm. clean dad jokes is the only thing he laughs at. Well, he I'm probably okay doesn't even. I don't even think he laughs at those. Like you could tell, he's he's one of those people that everything is a fight. Yeah, everything everything's offensive, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I hate these people. I'm glad, uh, that, but you, that I'm was... glad to hear that from you guys that you that, yeah. that there is a line for you on that side that you're like, I hate this fucker. That makes yeah. my heart feel warm inside. Good. This is the type of people that Sterner is saying is dangerous to America. I agree with you. If if people like like this guy were in charge, we'd be fucked. Because well, I, I, I haven't heard him that. say anything scary yet, but he certainly does seem to be an asshole. Oh, it's coming. Watch, watch the it's human. Just, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. And he probably doesn't necessarily want to be a shill for Amazon. He just wants to avoid controversy more generally speaking. That, that, then let That's, him go. Yeah. Choice. Like, not everybody has to be an activist. Mm -hmm. But how pathetic are you, Jimmy Fallon? How pathetic do you have to be to try to desperately shut down criticism of a company that is going out of its way to screw over their workers? Are you not embarrassed? Do you have no shame whatsoever? Maybe he's just genuinely stupid and he doesn't know about Amazon. But if he doesn't know about Amazon and what they're doing to their workers and how they're currently trying to stop an effort of Amazon workers in Bessemer, Alabama to unionize, let me explain to you just some of the reasons why people take issue with Amazon. As Vice reports, Amazon's working conditions are often described as dystopian for good reason. Come for the digital reward system straight out of Black Mirror that track worker productivity, stay for the mandatory graveyard shifts called mega cycles or lose your job. The company's success is no small part owed to its inhumane productivity quotas that create unsafe working conditions, which the company then turns around and offers to fix with surveillance, not to mention operations it already conducts to monitor workers' 
personal lives in the United States and Europe. The company may flaunt its $15 minimum wage for warehouse workers, but zoom out and you'll see Amazon is exploiting its monopoly and monopsony power to suppress wages in areas where it is one of the only major employers. When it comes to union busting, Amazon is king. It has only ever had two union elections, one in Delaware in 20. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 2014 and the one currently ongoing in Bessemer, Alabama. That's because Amazon is religiously committed to busting unions whenever the threat appears, whether that means illegally firing workers in retaliation for organizing, breaking the rules of companies it owns to spread anti-union propaganda, hiring people solely to walk around warehouses wearing vote no buttons, kindly reminding warehouse workers to vote no while it watches them, and creating a website for workers to visit to learn why Amazon's exploitation is preferable to collective bargaining rights. That's what you're protecting, Jimmy Fallon. First of all, he's not protecting any of that. Like he's not, he's not like going out of his way to. He didn't uh, defend Amazon. He, he didn't wasn't defend Amazon. There. Yeah, it, all he said was, "Let's move on." He didn't want to get into it. His show is lighthearted. He talks to actresses about the time they fell on the red carpet. This is not, this is not a political show. And he brought on John Oliver. John Oliver made a, a funny joke, and he wanted to move past it get over it like it's not the same thing as sticking up for amazon this is this is ridiculous well and, and honestly if this had been a different show that john oliver wanted to talk about john oliver was going for controversy by bringing up something not lighthearted, something that he knew would be a lightning rod on a show that is known for being lighthearted and, and just innocent fun and has uh, a huge viewer base compared to an hbo show certainly uh, just because you have to pay for hbo and right. john oliver clearly did that on purpose with intent. It is Fallon's right as the showrunner and knowing who he needs to please at NBC, it's his right to shut down any segment he wants. Plus, it's a pre-taped deal. So, like, Oliver had to know if it was truly that controversial. Unless they thought it was going to do big-time buzz and ratings, they would have cut it out anyway. Uh, he but even it, said. Oliver said, I hope you don't cut that part out. That's right. So he that's knew right. that. So, uh, and, and the other real quick thing, uh, and this guy's like, that's what you're defending, Jimmy Fallon. This guy finger in the rear door he said uh he is clearly taking something that he knew was a pop culture thing that people were talking about and just decided to use it so he could awkwardly transition into criticizing fallon on this level because mm -hmm. he really just wants to rail against what he considers amazon's union busting uh processes and if you think union busting if you want to call it that is unique to amazon uh you're crazy all right, it happens. It happens in all cor in in many, many, many corporations across the country. There mm -hmm. are reasons they do not want unions in place. Uh, for people in like transportation industry, uh, mechanical shops, stuff like that, you're much more likely to have a union friendly environment there. But uh, I just find what this guy's doing in this segment is he's glomming onto whatever little fame dust he can pull from the Tonight Show and use it to make this beat you over the head point about what devils Amazon are. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's be fair. Amazon is unique. You're right. Union busting has been going on since, you know, people could talk. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's as long as there's money at stake, 
There's one side that's going to fight for the, the rights of the workers, and there's one side that's going to fight for the rights of the corporation. Mm -hmm. uh, but y Amazon has a unique position because they put a warehouse somewhere uh, in a in a de depressed area, like like town I've never heard of, Alabama, and it's the only jobs that people will have at 15 bucks an hour. That town is saying, "Oh my God!" Like we we welcome this. And then when once it gets there, they realize that this is this is doing more harm than good, and. Uh, the working conditions are miserable and then they try to fight but then amazon threatens to pull out of their town and uh, you know people get scared there so it's like it they they know what they're doing and, well, and they have a, a formula and it's and it's disgusting there's no and, doubt about that and it's remember disgusting. though remember as amazon i believe amazon is is going to take over the logistics business next oh uh, absolutely the logistics industry in this country with the infrastructure they're building no one will be able to touch them within 10 years with with what they're building so you probably will at that time see more of a union flavor seeping deeper and deeper into Amazon's culture, especially if you get into that that end of like the transportation industry when you've got, I mean, they already got drivers to deal with. I don't know what their situation is with drivers and, and union contracts, but uh, if, you, if, if they expand into the larger logistics industry, the union presence is going to grow uh, very quickly in that time. And it may not cut touch corporate Amazon as much, but it will start to seep through those, those, uh, logistical end so for what that's worth there's one in my town there's one like literally right up the street from me and everything has like the taxes are starting to get lowered people are getting more jobs and it's the perfect town to put it in college collegeville pennsylvania is perfect it's a warehouse there's drivers um they pay 25 bucks an hour which in this area that's for the drivers anyway i don't they pay in the warehouse but i've heard horror stories that that did work there and quit because yeah. of like, what it's like yeah, the warehouse, the minimum wage is 15. Mm -hmm. Which is better than anywhere else, but it's still, those mega cycles are horrible. Yeah, what, what, what you give up is your soul and your ability to live a normal life. Um, okay, so let's keep going. That is what you were just shilling for, wittingly or unwittingly. You were stopping criticism of a company whose recklessness has led to their workers not only being exploited, but in some cases, killed. Status coups Jordan Sheridan broke the story about how one Amazon warehouse worker. Also, thanks to Status Coup and Vice for actually doing the work uh, so this guy can read word for mm -hmm. word what they're saying. Died due to COVID-19, presumably because she was testing employees for COVID, but she didn't have any of the proper PPE to conduct said tests safely. Amazon was too cheap to hire a third party of professionals who actually knew what they were doing. So they forced their employees to test others for COVID, didn't give them masks or any of the proper equipment, and one died. How many more people have to die? Okay, he's reaching here. Uh, it's reaching. very sad, but look, this was probably very early on before we knew enough. And one person died, and no one's died since for this reason. And There's I guarantee people that you that actually have died because they were too tired to keep their heads up, that they fell into machinery. Why yeah. didn't you use that as an example? Mm -hmm. And I'll and I'll tell you this for the uh, mathematically uninclined like myself: one is not a trend. No, no. one is not a trend. Especially if it didn't happen again. And you know that family has probably got a, it, they have a lawsuit. It's that simple. Like, it's not like they're going to walk away scot-free from this. Right. What about, and like you said, what about the people that are dying at mass from falling asleep? Like, that's not cool. Like, whatever. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> How many more people 
have to piss in bottles before it gets you to actually take it seriously, Jimmy Fallon. And look, he doesn't care because he's a multimillionaire. He gets to talk for a living on television and uh, interview celebrities. So do you. This well, he, is does, my... he doesn't really get the celebrities, does he? No, no, but he, no. he's doing this for a living. He's getting paid to do this. Yeah, yeah but he's on one of the minor shows. And it, that's, I have a problem with that, too. Can we stop, like, criticizing celebrities for being fucking celebrities? Their job is not to be an activist. They're not politicians. They make money because you watch their show or you go to the movies. It's not their fault. Why, why are they held at this standard where they need to be the spokesperson for everything good and wholesome? Stop that. It's bullshit. Yeah. And let me tell you something, just uh, just from my knowledge of it, the entertainment industry it employs tens of thousands of people uh, across this country. It is the biggest unionized workforce that there is. There's probably 300 people that work on Jimmy Fallon's show at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Not I'm not even talking about the writers uh, or the other personalities on air. I'm talking about just just grips and electric and lighting and you know uh, segment producers and things like that 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 rely on him and make a decent living. Without him, they don't have a job because the next person brings in their own people. Also, you know? re- real quick before you continue, it, this guy sounds like he's got a horse chipmunk working his vocal cords as he talks, and uh, just the general way in which he he kind of uh, lets a word roll out of his mouth like a mm-hmm. soft turd. Uh, it, it reminds me of maybe like when he was young, uh, they kind of sprinkled some Elmer's glue on his Lucky Charms at, at breakfast time. This guy seems to have a lot of problems. Uh, I don't like him. I don't like the way he sounds, and I really don't like the way he looks either. Yeah, well, you know, he was he was making fun of Jimmy Fallon's laugh. This guy's voice sucks. He, you could just tell he spent a lot of time in lockers. Like this was the kid that they <laughs> yeah, had yeah. tell. He spent a lot of time alone. I can tell yeah. you that. right. And it wasn't even the jocks that were putting him in the locker. It was it was, it was the, the it was second the level people like a Jimmy Fallon putting him in the lockers. It was the funny kids. Yeah. Yeah. It was the girls. Yeah. So he, he couldn't care less about any of this, but at least when valid criticism is brought up, the bare minimum that you can do if you are just not a piece of shit is not shut it down so quickly and desperately as you did. Embarrassing. Stop watching Jimmy Fallon. If you're watching Jimmy Fallon, stop watching Jimmy Fallon. For the love of God, he's trash. And James Corden too. I don't know what he stands for politically, but he is super obnoxious and all of these late night hosts are just smug assholes and they're hacks. And at what point do we just stop worshiping late night comedians? They're not funny. They provide nothing of substance or value to society. Stop watching them and maybe they'll all go away. How about we stop watching you and you go away? <laughs> well, that's the first time and probably the last time I've, I'll watch him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that I call bullshit. You're going to you're gonna find whatever you can from this <laughs> yeah, guy. Just, just break it down, him. yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, the dangerous part there is he's he's encouraging people to stop watching them for what? Like they didn't say there was no hate speech there. There was no, you know, nothing, uh, nothing, no reason to boycott Jimmy Fallon. Um, if you like him, watch him. If you don't, don't. But this is not a reason. And to 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 rail against everybody else that didn't shoot down the Amazon conversation. Why? Like, what is his obsession with James Corden? I, I, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I don't get it. Like, he did nothing wrong. Like, he was, just, he was just like, I don't know what his political stance is. I just don't like the I looks just don't of him. like him. Yeah. You know, 
that you lose all credibility there, in my opinion. Now, I have a big surprise for you guys. I want you, if you can, put your, you know, make sure you you, you uh, expand the screen to a big screen because this is a, a vertical picture, and I want you, want you to be able to see it for yourselves. I don't want to have to tell you, so I'll give you a second to do that. Um, right. I want you to, now. The originally I pulled that clip from YouTube, but I originally I saw it on Facebook. So I want you to look closely at um, who sponsored his video. Yeah, isn't that something? Oh my God! Amazon <laughs> so, fulfillment jobs. Yeah. So the <laughs> the 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 uh, the you know the website and the technology and the algorithm used to like attract people to apply for Amazon jobs is what's being advertised. So you click on this link and it takes you to an application process for Amazon jobs sponsoring this motherfucker. Is, and he has no fucking clue. That is brilliant. Oh my God. That is cool. What, what a, a piece of shit. Asshole. <laughs> like, so yeah, I, I think the guy, that guy was a goof for sure. Um, he didn't, he, he, he was, I mean, talk about obnoxious and unenjoyable to listen to. He was all of those things. Uh, I did, you know, I don't like the fact that he's saying Jimmy Fallon spoke from the forbidden words. And uh, for that reason, you should never watch him again. That kind of mentality, you know, you know how I feel about that. This guy didn't seem dangerous to me. He just seemed like an unhappy, angry person that wanted to control other people and what they did and what they liked and what they thought was good. And I think that is a way too common mentality on the extremes of the left uh but i didn't i didn't see anything in this and maybe maybe i wasn't watching close enough for this i didn't see anything in there that i thought was like scary well i think the, the, the dangerous part is that you know people like him ruin uh, and something like an important issue like uh working conditions for our country the people in our country are important you know, there's other countries that have found that 30-hour work weeks are are a company can be just as productive. In fact, the employees are way more productive than forcing them to work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Uh, the population is healthier. Uh, they get f minimum four weeks paid vacation. They get paid maternity leave. And companies are still thriving. Uh, overseas like we are so far behind working conditions in this country so it is a real issue so the dangerous part is people like him turn maybe people that would normally be open to the idea of talking about something like this or receptive to the information the facts uh in this case that we could give them it turns them completely off then they go to the the trump side and they're like oh these fucking liberals blah blah blah, blah. they're all the same like that guy is not me right yeah. now that guy that guy is not a progressive. He's an asshole. And and what's he interesting does is not represent the left. He is not the left. That is not what the overwhelming majority, the ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people on the left that consider themselves progressive, do not agree with this guy. They don't. And and I'm surprised that he's even. I wonder if he's filling in for somebody on the Humanist Report because I believe Jeff, you were right. That used to be hosted by that British guy, and I really liked him. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I watch. Just about all I have T, the TYT TV. Like I'm a huge fan, and he's the only one that's really bad. And he just he's he's obnoxious, and he's really against free speech. Um, he anytime he can rail against any kind of um, I'm trying to think like anytime like a Republican speaks somewhere or he wants it shut down, he is pro cancel culture. 
and I don't... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Understand how you could be on a channel or, or network like TYT and try to shut down free speech. To me, that's just the most ridiculous and absurd thing in the yeah, world. The only reason uh, he has a job is because of free speech, because yeah. they were well, allowed to, to pull think, themselves uh, up by the bootstraps and create a network from nothing. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, Jen Cougar, who I, who I talked about earlier before we started recording, who I have, I have a good deal of respect for. I think he's a very smart guy. I like his long-form interviews a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been guilty of that in the past, like uh, yes. with his interactions with Sam Harris, try, trying to mischaracterize what Sam Harris said. And I know I, you don't like Sam Harris. Either, <laughs> but like, uh, there, there, there was a um, – certainly if you listen to hours and hours of Sam Harris, you know that his, his game is not simply Muslim hatred. It's uh, not. It's not but, simply – but, you know, Jack uh, Cougar, after having a very great discussion with Sam Harris, which I listened to the whole thing. Three-hour interview? That was great. What? It, was, it was great. and and uh, he, he But he mischaracterized it after the fact. So he's guilty of that. Um, that. I don't know where this dude's hatred of, of late-night talk show host comes from. But, like, if you think the Jimmy Fallon's of the world are going anywhere. And, you know, that's another reason. I'm sure he blocked the Amazon speech. Probably for for business related reasons, okay. Uh, probably because okay, we can't talk bad about Amazon; they're a huge sponsor, or whatever. Um, that being said, you know th- this country has always had a Fallon like figure. You know, you've always had your Jimmy Fallon or your Jay Leno or David Letterman, uh, Ed Sullivan, Johnny Carson, Bob Hope, Regis Philbin, these beloved Larry King, these guys that would would could speak to a massive audience talk in common enough and often amusing terms that everybody could relate to that show. That's a, fa- that's part of the fabric of this country. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's not going anywhere anytime soon before those guys, it was, you know, radio personalities. So uh, regardless of what this guy would like to see happen, uh, these guys aren't going anywhere. That's for let's, sure. let's face it. Like to t- say that they don't offer any sort of, um, they don't offer anything to society is ridiculous because if it weren't for people like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, James Corden, who uh, during their monologue uh, used some light political humor, making fun of the ridiculousness of Trump, we would still have Trump. Like there are big reasons. Like these are these are where the the moderate people who don't pay attention to politics like we do tune in and get to kind of hear just a brief overview of what happened that day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you know, uh, you know Bob Saget from Full House. Mm-hmm. He he was on Larry King for an interview, and obviously, most people know now the real Bob Saget's way different than his TV character. He's he's much more uh, rough, he's rough, m- rough, much cooler, much cooler. He's, much, he's cooler. much cooler. But he he answered dead dead serious. He wasn't joking when he asked, uh, you know, do, do you? 
basically some question about late night TV shows. Oh, I think we're getting that interference again. I think it's the mute button on my my thing. I won't press it again. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, no worries. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you have to mark that or what. No, we're fine. Just keep, All right. Continue. Continue like it never happened. Uh, so um, he was talking about late night hosts, and he basically said, that's how I get my diet of what's going on in the world. That's where I get my diet of news. And he goes, that's the only way I can handle it. It's too painful otherwise. Mm-hmm. And he was dead serious when he said that. So I, I thought that was an interesting, interesting thought that a lot of people in the country probably feel like Bob Saget does mm-hmm. about that. And yeah. I wonder, like, like people like like John Stewart or or Stephen Colbert, people like that. Like, I guess you would have considered them late night hosts in mm-hmm. a sense, right? Um, the millennials, so my generation, like, it, it was something like like ninety percent of of us got our news through people like that. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's for a very similar reason than what Bob Saget said. It's just too depressing if I leave CNN on for like way too long in the day i want to blow my brains out like there has to be some kind of humor involved in it or you're screwed and i think that guy's problem is he's feeding you news with no humor and nobody wants to listen to him that's yeah, that was really depressing if i had to listen to cnn for two minutes i'd want to blow my brains out yeah. no it's not that bad <laughs> uh speaking of three-hour episodes we spent like 30 minutes on that at least 34 minutes on that. So let's let's go to the, the rest of our news. We have a whole list here to get to. Uh, breaking news, in case you guys haven't heard, Ted Cruz is still an asshole. Uh, Mount, you, you posted this. I, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. I think I'm going to surprise people with, with what I think on this. So, so what happened, Ted Cruz did some fucking press conference i don't even know what it was about but one of the uh one of the reporters before right right before he was starting to talk you can hear him in the video i can't play it it probably won't you probably won't be able to hear it on here um but if you want to go listen to it this is a fox news article just so you know we're using all sources uh fox news reported this and uh so ted cruz is about to speak and this reporter says do you mind wearing a mask like completely interrupts him right and he said he said, uh, no, I won't be, not when I'm talking to the cameras, I won't be wearing a mask. We're all immunized up here. And then the report, you could hear the reporter say, well, we'd feel, it, it'd make us feel a lot safer. And Ted Cruz said, well, you can, you're welcome to leave if you want to. You don't have to be here. Uh, now, I thought he, I, I thought he was an asshole about it. Like, I thought he could have said it nicer. But I kind of agree with ted cruz here like well that really? guy that guy only said that for provocative reasons yeah he wanted to get a reaction out of cruz and i don't know why anybody would criticize ted cruz for not wearing a mask because clearly for the last six months he's been wearing some terrible <laughs> halloween mask with fur covered <laughs> flaps on the bottom and yeah. i don't know why anybody would would be saying he's not wearing a mask and he's been really? railing against masks since the beginning anyway like why would you expect this guy to wear a mask uh, at all uh, but yeah. especially now that he's been vaccinated right yeah I look, I, I get where you're coming from. You're right, but just leave if you don't like it. And that probably would have been a more of a protest. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think it's good that the, the reporter called him out on it because it, even the CDC is saying just because you're immune, you have your immunization does not mean that you, you're scot free. You could still spread it. Yeah. So um, you're right, but everybody on stage was wearing a mask. I'm sure that all the reporters were wearing a mask. Ted Cruz was the only one not wearing, and everybody was social distancing. Yeah. So Ted Cruz was the only one not wearing a mask is because he was the one speaking at the podium. And it's like, I, I get it. Like you're speaking on camera. You want to, you know, it's delivering the speech. Part of delivering the speech is not just the words. It's it's your 
how, even like, how you present Fauci, yourself. You know what I mean? Fauci so, like, took yeah. the mask off to talk. Yeah, yeah. Biden. Biden takes his Biden mask off. Biden it all speaks, the time. You know? it's like. That's different. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't catch that he was at a podium. Then yes, yeah, he shouldn't and, have and worn then, a mask. And then now he's now the added level of security with the immunization, which I don't know if the reporters were or not. He said we are all. I don't know if he was including the reporters in that or not. But yeah, I, I, I so uh, Mounts, what would when you posted that? What was your thoughts on it? <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was being an asshole. I also thought very in character for him to be that way. But yeah. Um, like I wanted to hate him for it because of his sniveling voice and face, and uh, he's just one of the cruddiest human beings in the world. But I just I couldn't I couldn't hate him for this. Yeah, he was at the podium. I guess I never thought about it like that. But yeah, I, I guess I hated him immediately for being him, and then I didn't. Even think about <laughs> I just that. yeah, I hate when his picture or video of him just shows this, up. Look, yeah. if you're any kind of journalist though, and you go to cover a Ted Cruz statement or press conference like if you don't if you don't think that you're gonna have to be the one to bring the mask that day and cover yourself uh and and stay is to keep your distance from the guy because he's not gonna be wearing a damn mask then you're an idiot clearly the yeah. guy knew that ted cruz wouldn't be wearing a mask he knew that this would get played everywhere and it did so he was a smart guy for doing what he did because it probably got press that he was looking to get so I'm we're talking about, uh, I'm talking about the journalist not cruz right but of course ted cruz is still an asshole we all agree on that right yes okay uh, Leah, this is uh, this is something you wanted to talk about. The uh, the, and, uh, the article you sent is from Vice. Inside the super straight move- movement that got banned on TikTok and Reddit. You want to explain a little bit about what's going on here? Okay, so I'm going to share my screen because I think um, the video is good. But before I do, I'll explain it. So some kid on TikTok went on and decided that he was going to make a new sexuality. And it's called super straight which I think in itself is super offensive. Mm. And the point of the super straight movement is that um, he refuses to date a trans person. And he believes that he's called transphobic because he does not have any interest in sleeping with or dating a, a trans person. Um, Actually, earlier this week, Jeff was fighting with somebody on Facebook about this exact topic. I don't think, I think it's ridiculous when people say that you are transphobic if you don't find yourself attracted to a a transgender person. Now, there are tons of transgender people out there that um, you would never guess. Um, There's a, a couple YouTubers um, Nikita Dragon is one that I never would have guessed she was trans. Um, Nikki Tutorials, who was recently in the news, um, she's trans, and they don't look it. So there is that that factor of I think there's a lot of people that maybe have tra- dated a trans person and didn't know it. Um, but I also think it's a person's right to decide, not even decide, but if you're attracted to someone, you're attracted to someone. I, and I just think this was a movement that is just, it's douchey and disgusting. Um, and I, do you want me to play the video of the original? Yeah. It, yeah well, yeah. Real, real quick, let me, let me just, uh, what Leah's talking about, the guy I was arguing with is actually transphobic. He was, he was using the, the, the trans bathroom situation to put forth a, a narrative that says, if we allow trans people to use the bathroom of their choosing it will lead to an uptick in 
molestation of minor children, which is absurd. And it's just a transphobic thing to to say, because that's not what trans people are doing. Like trans people are not child molesters, Uh, you know, and what's stopping a a man from dressing up like a woman and going into a woman's bathroom right now? It has nothing to do with 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 each other. The two are not mutually exclusive in in either way. So I was I was raging on this guy uh, because he's a human piece of garbage. Uh, he's ignorant and disgusting. He's one of the most disgusting human beings I've ever had the displeasure of talking to. And I uh, and then he threw back at me. He said, "Well, would you date a trans person?" And I, I like that. That does not matter. Me, my preference in who I would date has nothing to do with this discussion. And he kept hounding on, hounding on me. And eventually, I said, "Look, if I fell in love with somebody who happened to be trans, I would be perfectly okay with that, mm-hmm. right?" Well, uh, how, but, can, how can you even answer that question until exactly. you have that, that experience? Exactly. Like, That's the point. But he yeah. was looking for a reason to say that I'm transphobic because I wouldn't date a trans. He wanted me to say that I would not date a trans person because I'm, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he was looking for that moment and I wasn't going to give it to him. Well, uh, I'll, but I'll he was looking something. for that moment. This guy, his name is Justin Rose, by the way, he's, you can find him on Facebook. He's a fucking piece of garbage. So I would, I would like to add something real quick before we play the video. Like, so I'll say right now, I wouldn't date a trans person in my current reality, the way I understand myself, the way I understand other folks. I wouldn't date a trans person for the following reasons. And A, I don't consider myself transphobic because I kind of feel like transphobic brings with it the connotation that you are against trans people, not just um, afraid of what you don't know, that you're literally against them. I'm certainly not against them. I don't care who lives trans and if it makes you happy, do what you want to do. Uh, That's my honest feeling on it. That being said, I wouldn't be able to get over the fact that a person who's a trans woman who used to be biologically or was born biologically male, I myself wouldn't be able to get over the biologically male part. I'm just telling you the truth. And I probably wouldn't date a a female who was transitioning into being a male because of the effects of their hormone treatment would make them aesthetically unpleasing to me. Uh, Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with having the opinion that you wouldn't date a trans person for those very uh, easily describable and explainable reasons while still saying, that being said, I hope that trans people across this country have as little trouble living the life that makes them happy as possible. Right, and they shouldn't be banned from the military. They shouldn't be forced to use a bathroom that they're not comfortable with. They shouldn't be banned from all sports. Like uh, all those things are inherently transphobic. What you just said is not transphobic. It's well, and and all those know? things don't even have to be like like if but, you said, if you said for instance that uh, well I don't you know I don't necessarily think the trans person should have to use a different bathroom. But if like for instance an institution like a school enforces showers after phys ed or physical activity and you don't have a choice but to take a shower which is how it was when i was in school i think Mm -hmm. it's less these days but if it was like that and my kid didn't have a choice uh then then i would have a problem with it because then you're discarding the feelings of those people who aren't cool with it but uh there's ways around that and in other words you can have a discussion about that while while uh taking up for everyone's feelings and everybody's position on it and even if there was an uptick uh, like one child molester got the idea that hmm, the laws have loosened and maybe I could sneak in and do some damage. That is absolutely no reason to think, believe, or state that trans people being able to use the bathroom of their choice is going to lead to any kind of serious trend or uptick in child molestation. Yeah, There's but, no reason to say that. But also, there is no law right now. There is no law that says recommendations. You, a, a man cannot go into a woman's bathroom. There just isn't a law. No, so, not. again, what's stopping people from, from molesting children in a public bathroom? Well, maybe it's because it's they would really 
be easily caught, you know, like it, it, that's what's what's stopping it. Like, it's just so unbelievable that they think that that like a trans person is going to go in there and try to look over the stall at, at people peeing like, well, get yes. the fuck out of here. And it's like these parents are such in a tiz about like, you know, my kid's going to be molested in a public bathroom. How long do you let your kid go? Like, wouldn't you be like, I'm going to go into the bathroom and check check on my kid? Who yeah, it's not, like the, ago? it's not like there's a back window that they can get out of. Yeah, like, get, come on. It's just such a ridiculous argument. I, I And how, yeah, at what age do you let your children go to the bathroom by themselves where they, they wouldn't scream or yell? Like, you're not going to send your baby in there and be like, all right, I'll, I'll wait for you out here. Like, they're going to be, you know, t- 10 or 11 years old. And if something happens to them, they're going to scream. Yeah. You know, it's like there's so many things wrong with the, with this this theory that uh, child molestation is going to be just run rampant across the country. If a trans, if a man who's transitioning to a woman uses a woman's bathroom. Uh, it's just utterly and disgustingly ridiculous. And it's just a reason to be transphobic under the guise of you care about kids, which you clearly don't, uh, if you're saying that. Um, and so, so go ahead and play this this video. Okay, so I'm just going to play the, the clip. This is the original one, um, the guy who made it up, and then we'll get your opinions. Let me know if you can hear it. Yo, guys, I made a new... I can hear it. Okay. New sexuality now, actually. It's called super straight, okay? Since straight people or straight men is myself, I get called transphobic because I wouldn't date a trans woman. You know, they're like, would you date a trans woman? I'm like, no, why? That's a female. Uh, No, like, that's not a real woman to me. Like, I want real woman. No, you're just transphobic. So now I'm super straight. I only date the opposite gender, women that are born women. So you can't say I'm transphobic now because that's just my sexuality, you know? Yeah, super douchey. So that's super douchey, but here's the interesting part of it. So the LBGTQ community is really upset about the super straight movement. And I get that. Um, But there is kind of a catch here. So they have come out with different types of sexuality. I'm sure you're all, there's there's straight, there's gay. Um, There's also pansexual. There's all different kinds, right? Um, But there is a, a scoliosexuality. And the definition says sometimes spelled differently, sorry, is the attraction of people who are who are transgender or non-binary people who are transgender identify as different genders than their one at signed at birth. People who are scoliosexual may or may not be attracted to cisgender people as well. So cisgender is somebody who was born one gender and stayed that way. OK, that's cisgender. But they came out and said, look, there is this scoliosexuality where there are certain people that are that are attracted to the transgender people and that's not a fetish so if that's okay right why is it not okay for people to not want to date a trans person that's where i think it gets a little the water gets a little muddy well it's it's perfectly okay to not want to date a transgender person if that's not if that you're not sexually attracted to a transgender person, if that doesn't you know, if you don't have if you don't have romantic feelings for for that sexuality, I think the douchey part and what they're upset about is like it's like this guy is just announcing that he's straight just because there's like you dude you haven't been oppressed your whole life, you know your father loves you right, <laughs> because right, right. because you're you're quote unquote normal. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. a gay person or a trans person has to fight this uphill battle their entire lives. Uh, that's why there's gay pride parades. 
that's why there's you know that's why there's a definition of their sexuality it's not that they're flaunting it it's mm-hmm. that they've been they're celebrating the 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 advances they've made as far as equal rights go i remember living in chicago and uh you know the there's a huge gay pride parade there it goes right down you know right through downtown um chicago right you know right in the, right through the city and i remember someone saying to me like why is there no straight pride parade and i'm like well, do you really need one like what do you, do yeah. you have to announce to the world that you're straight like uh just let these people you know celebrate what they've accomplished and what they've been able to like uh you know uh, they've what they've come from to where they are now mm-hmm. uh, that's what i think is is their issue is that this dude is just He's essentially mocking them by coming up with this this fake sexuality. Right. Well, see, I, I wouldn't is. have had I would not have had a problem with this video if it was slightly altered. Like if he if he'd have come on there at the beginning and said, "I just had somebody call me a, a transphobic or, or or I was a bigot against trans people." That's what somebody just said to me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm here to tell you that I'm straight and I'm not attracted to trans people, and here's why. However, I might take offense to what I was just called, and I might be I might now feel like, okay, you want to play like that? I'm gonna not now create a super straight label um, mm-hmm. to to show you that okay, now from this place you can't get me playing your same game, you can't get me over here. Uh, and said, can you imagine where things would start to go off the rails if I took that stance? Now that would have been a good video. If he'd have just said, you know, like, I I could say this, but then where would that get us? I'd just be playing the same game you are, and we'd both be calling each other names. When in reality, just don't be so quick at calling people transphobic just because they don't want to date. Uh, trans. There's a lot of girls that don't want to date a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that don't want to date a lot of girls for a lot of different reasons. So just don't immediately jump at them with you are this because you don't want to actually have sex with a trans person. Well, and then I, I would also point out, too, like, let's say... Let's say you meet a girl, right? And this this goes for you too, Greg. Uh, let's say you meet a girl, and you don't Abby know. Says, uh, Abby says I'm not allowed to do that anymore, Jeff. L- let's He's say not even allowed to think about it. Let's say Abby disappeared. <laughs> okay. She never existed. Hey, yikes! Right? And you meet a girl, right? And you fall in love with this girl, and she's full, and she happens to be fully transitioned. Um, she had the the sex sexual reassignment surgery. She has a vagina. But she was yeah. originally born a male, and she looks like a female, and acts like a female, and fucks like a female, and you fall in love with her, but you don't find out until after you're married that she's transgender. Now, obviously, the lie in itself would be a problem, right? The lying, the lie part of it, the not telling you part of it, is is a problem. However, you fell in love with this woman. You did had you had no clue beforehand that she was she was used to be a male. You fell in love with every bit of her are you telling me that you're gonna you're gonna end that relationship and and you're saying this person did lie about the 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 history of, of their biology and all that yes i mean in this case well, i'm thinking I'm, and here's my personal opinion then i'll let you go the lie was was made because they were afraid that you would leave them if they if they found out so now you're essentially that that premonition is coming true if you leave them you know so and then that's just that's to me just seems like an excuse to be like i don't i can't date it I can't be with a transgender person. You know what I mean? Like you See, fell in love with this person. So say, say it wasn't a lie either. It just never came up in conversation. Right. You just never thought to ask. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, okay. So I might surprise myself 
if I was ever faced with that situation. I might surprise myself and, and act in a different way than I'm about to respond. So hold on. Before you get into your response, that's all I needed to hear mm-hmm. is that you're, you don't know how you would re- react until it actually happened to you, which right. it never will. But the fact that you, you, you're saying that you're vocalizing, I don't know exactly how it would act, tells me that you are not transphobic in any way, shape, or form. The person that that would lose their mind over that question and answer it definitively is 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 lying, is is mm-hmm. lying to themselves, plain and simple. But anyway, go ahead with your I, th- I think that's probably true to some extent for a lot of people that that you don't really know what you do until you were in the situation. And and it depends on how deep of an affection you you generated. Uh, for nine months I thought Charlie was a girl. I had this picture mm-hmm. of a baby yeah. girl in my mind that I had begun I had I had gotten to start loving Mm-hmm. By, before he was born, and the, and the last week before Abby had Charlie, we found out he was a boy. Uh, and then I had to throw away this idea that I had begun to have genuine affection for, because the reality of the situation was revealed to be something else. Now I can't imagine, of course, life without Charlie. But uh, if I look at the same thing, if I was so attached to the idea of this person and being in love with this person, that idea might have been strong enough, and enough real affection might have. Uh, enveloped around that idea that I might surprise myself and say, you know what, I can look past it. But I, I have to say, if, if you're going to say gun to your head answer, I think the lie and my own hangups about that person's uh, original biology and, and how that would be for me to mentally handle and, and, and live with, I guess, uh, that, would, uh, that would probably sink the relationship. I, I would bet money that it would sink the relationship, those two factors. I, I think that's a fair answer. I do. And I also think I have a problem with saying that somebody's transphobic um, if they're saying that they're not attracted to them. I, I think that's ridiculous because I, I agree with you, Greg. I don't think I could date a trans transitioned from female to male man. I don't think I could. get that idea out of your head. Yeah. Like I... I am a, tr- but I'm also not going to date a certain type of a guy. I I, right. I like what I like, right? Like, so what's the difference between me being attracted to whatever it is I'm attracted to, blue eyes, let's say, okay? And I don't want to date somebody that doesn't have blue eyes. Does that make me blue eye phobic? No, it just means that I'm not attracted to someone without blue eyes. I think it's similar to that. And I think the up the outrage in the LBGTQ community, I get it. They've been oppressed for so long, but you can't be bothered by what someone's attracted to if you want everyone to accept what you're attracted to, too. Well, yeah, Leah, and, and, and what you say dovetails beautifully with something that uh, I know you're not a fan of this guy, but Jordan Peterson has pointed out many times, who I am a huge fan of, uh, and he has basically said, women's ability to be sexually selective and because women are the one doing the procreating uh, and, and the expansion of the species through giving birth to fellow or to future humans, uh, a woman's ability to be sexually selective is necessary for something even like evolution to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. the survival of the fittest kind of thing. So when you're, you're thinking about issues like this, uh, man, you're about to throw a big giant baby out with the bathwater here if, you, if you're just going to say uh well throw out that se- sexual selectiveness thing because you shouldn't be a bigot and you should just date whoever we tell you it's acceptable that you should date right exactly i agree and well, real I, quick just to tie it all together this they made up a symbol and this is the symbol for this is their flag or their logo or whatever 
Um, for those who do not know, this one down here, that's Bumble, the gay dating app. So no, no, they, Bumble is is uh, or not Bumble. You're oh, thinking of Grinder. Grinder, thank you. The gay dating app Grinder. So it's it looks identical to the gay dating app. I just love that part of it. It's my favorite. That was the signal for that was the symbol for the super straight people. Yes, the super okay. straight is almost identical to to Grinder, which yeah. I think. And, and you know, I I agree with the both of you in the sense that like, yeah, this guy shouldn't be chastised for who he's attracted to. But he wasn't. He was. He didn't do the video announcing that. Hey, I'm just not attracted to trans people. He did this whole this whole pageantry about I'm I'm declaring a new sexuality that I'm super straight and uh, it's just uh, that way you can't attack me for being transphobic like they won't attack you for being transphobic if you're not transphobic like like uh, uh, you know it's uh, look when when we were um, when we were doing Pookie's pickup lines uh, there's trans people on on all dating apps and most of them um, would have it in their profile Upfront and honest. I uh, just so you know that I, I'm I'm trans. I'm. Then they would explain their like how far they're transitioned or where where they're at in their transition. Like they're completely transparent about it. They're not trying to hide it from anybody. So they don't care that you're not attracted to them because chances are they're probably not attracted to you either. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's way, so, it's way better for them to be transparent about exactly. it anyway. It's way better for them if if they don't have Paper. this potential lie getting ready to blow up their spot down the road. Uh, we are living yeah. in times that are changing, and it's it's going to be okay, I think, largely, even though you're still going to have attacks on these people disproportionately than other, uh, you know, demographics in society. You're, you, these people get attacked in a disproportionate number to people who aren't trans, and that's that's still got to be fixed. That's still got to change. Right. But, uh, you can save yourself a lot of trouble by not lying. The more honest you are and transparent you are, what are people going to say? Hey, you, you're you. Yeah, right. I, 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 I would bet that this guy who started the super straight movement, movement, quote unquote, uh, has never actually been called transphobic. <laughs> like, oh no, I guarantee no one gives a shit about this guy. He's just upset about he's he probably is transphobic in a way. I'm guessing he, he might have been told he was transphobic. We I don't, don't think that. so. I don't think so. I, I, and I'm sure if it was, it was because he was acting like an asshole about it. Or, or he's one of those like I think there's a lot of people that are transphobic, homophobic, um, that are closeted gay people mm -hmm. oh, yeah. i think they're oh, yeah. afraid of two he, he kind of yeah. fits the bill he's a little yeah. too pretty yeah he does fit the bill i guarantee <laughs> he's closeted gay <laughs> all right so let's uh we don't have an interview this week uh for the new segment so let's take a quick break right. uh we'll come back and um we'll we'll go through the rest of our list here welcome back to the ever-evolving truth took a quick break we are running through our list of news items here we have a couple more for you uh this one's very, very exciting. I know everybody's looking forward to this. This is from NPR. Trump teases starting his own social media platform. I saw who's, that coming. Who's going? Uh, who's, I mean, who's switching over? Let's face it. We're all going there to check it out. Absolutely. I will have a profile. There's did no any, question. Did, did anybody go over to Parler? I, I created an account, and then I never went back. I... <laughs> I was able to get on without creating an account and saw enough and was like, nope, fuck this. I'm out. Nope. Yeah. Look, if, if, if Jeff, if Hitler had start, if Hitler had come of this in this age and he had started his own social media, I would be on Hitler's social media too, because guys like Hitler and guys like Trump need to have 
uh, an eye kept on them. Yep, they need they oversight. They're up to and what they're saying. So for that reason, I would be a member, or I, I would at least follow it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of good points in this article. Like uh, number one, the the number one thing for me is that Trump has a branding problem. He's always had a branding problem. Uh, he's had so many failed businesses, Trump Stakes, Trump Airlines, Trump University. Uh, he doesn't know how to start a business. He knows how to get handed a business. He knows how to put his name on shit. He knows how to leverage. Oh, isn't that? But but hold on. Isn't that the brand, the kind of branding he's brilliant at, though, getting his name on shit? Because he's done that to the tune of millions upon millions upon millions over many years. So, like, uh, I think that part of his branding abilities would be quite strong. Now, maybe you mean branding in a wider. I think it's. Uh, I well, I think it's. He's lost that. Like. He, you know, hotel, he's he's in danger of losing real estate. The money's dried up. You know, other companies aren't willing to work with him anymore because they know who he is as a person. I, I think him, I think we'll, we'll find out at some point, could be on his deathbed, that being the president was the worst decision he ever made. You think so? I, I, I don't know. I think. Um, he has zero voice. Well, right here, now. right. But also. So I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, and if you're not a Stern fan, you're aware that you probably may not know that he and, and Donald were friendly, quote unquote, two celebrities in New York. About that's about the extent. Um, but Howard Stern is a, a people watcher. He he knows people, right? So he kept saying from the beginning, "This is the worst thing in the world for him, and it's got to be killing him," because he's the type of person that wants people to like him, and not just like him love him he cares what people think, but specifically what celebrities think and stuff like that um and i think it's a double-edged sword there i mean he got to be the president of the united states the majority of the people in this country in his eyes loved him so i think no matter what happens um he'll never consider it a mistake i think he'll always that'll be his crowning achievement i do maybe you're right but um from a financial standpoint, he's never been in a worse position uh, going forward. Really, you think never? I mean, he's been in some really shitty positions in the. the but he's always he's always been able to find financing. He's always been able to extend a line of credit. Yeah. He's always been able from to that, from that leverage angle. the banks. But now, no, no, there's not a single bank out there that really wants to work with them. Yeah, Jeff, I think if you if that's the branding point you're making, I think it's a yeah. good that his that his brand has been soiled by the events not only during his presidency but especially. January 6th, yep. Uh, act. Uh, that, that, is, that is a brand uh, besmircher, to say the least. Uh, yeah, speaking along the same thing you were saying about Howard Stern, I, I heard an old Larry King uh, a night or two ago when I was watching gun control interviews or gun interviews for our upcoming episode about guns, uh, and Larry King was asked about Trump, and he was the same way with, with S. Stern. Like, he knew him, he liked him, but they knew each other through doing a show together. Uh, and he said that, you know, Donald always does this. He always talks about running. Uh, he always rattles the sword. But he goes, I don't think it'll happen. And the reason I don't think it'll happen is because I don't think Donald could handle losing. So right. that was, right. uh, that was I think, two years before he, before he, he, he won the primary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, other, the other points that this article made was like, uh, what's he going to do? Like, what is he going to offer? Like, he had the opportunity – to bring everybody, all of his supporters to parlor, and it didn't happen. Right. It didn't happen. 
Uh, well, so what, to what be is fair, he... Parlor got shut down really fucking quick. So, yeah, but but before that, it wasn't it wasn't like people were running to do it. Yeah, not yet. But I mean, I would say a lot of Trump supporters, at least in my mind, the stereotypical ones, live out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and don't even know what the internet is. Yeah, so that could be an that's issue. a good point. I knew what Parlor was because of of talking to people like you. Uh, and 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 reading internet news websites and stuff like that. That's how I became educated on what Parlor was. Uh, if I was, as Leah just described, out in Middle America, just the, your average Joe. Not that they don't have the internet, of course they do. But uh, uh, if you say, "Hey, are you a fan of Parlor?" I might be like, "Huh?" And if they're like, yeah. "Hey, are you on that Trump social media?" Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, it might be a different story because of the name alone. Mm-hmm. The That's point true. that the the other point that they were trying to make here is that, um. You know what? What is he going to bring? What's going to be different about his social media site other than he's going to be on it? Like they're they, like the like NPR is pretty fair. Like may, maybe that's enough, but they use Parler as an example. Like it wasn't enough for Parler, right? Mm-hmm. Before it got it got axed from the the Play stores. But what's he going to bring? Like all the new the newer social media sites offer something that you can't get anywhere else, right? TikTok is different right. than than Facebook and Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, the voice one, uh, clubhouse is mainly, clubhouse. clubhouse is basically just like an audio, uh, social media thing where people do seminars and stuff just audio wise. Hmm. Uh, so that's again, completely different. Like they're offering something completely different. Well, uh, I think, I think Trump, you got to think about it. Uh, he can mobilize people, uh, in, in a way that very few other human beings can, and he will mobilize those people, those people who is, take sympathy with Trump's outlook on things, whether it be as extreme as thinking that he that the election was stolen, to, that the insurrection was was a patriotic thing to do, whatever whatever extreme thoughts they have, and then they're all the way down the line, he can mobilize so many of those people and say, "Look, now we have a place where you're not going to have to deal with those lunatics shouting you down and saying that you're a racist and saying you're this and that, and we can all have our." talk over here and we can bring that we can show them what kind of presence we really are in this country i think he'll be able to mobilize people tremendously and it'll be huge not to use a trump word but it'll be a huge thing if i'm predicting before it happens i think it's going to fail miserably if he even tries it at all um and then the other point the other point that the npr article made was uh good luck finding a company to host this Right. And good luck finding financing to do it. The guy's essentially broke right now. He can't finance it himself. Like the the, the <laughs> amount of infrastructure and undertaking it would take, he would require a loan from a bank, which no bank wants to work with him. And the only way to promote stuff these days is on social media, and he's been banned from all social medias. Yeah. So how is he going to get it out but there? Th- but think about think about it. Think of all the people. Let's say Trump has a very successful show, social media uh, platform, right? Imagine all the people on his side of the Republican world, uh, these people that are going to come in the wake of Trump and try to try to use Trump to continue their own political careers and stuff like that. There's going to be so many people who want a uh, a shred of that spotlight that want a piece of that action. And I guarantee you it will not have trouble getting funded, whether it be that kind of funding from those people and those interests to say, hey, what a platform this could be for us. Uh, I can see a ton of funding going towards it. I tell you what, I'll make a bet. All right, a friendly friendly wager here, right? If uh, if it succeeds, and we'll have to we'll, we'll do this off air, but we'll have to define what succeed means. 
But, How about just this is clear success no matter who you ask? Yeah, uh, okay. that's fine with me. Uh, if it succeeds, I will I will be required to have an active profile on whatever the social media. I love is. this. This if, is wonderful. If it fails, um, I get uh, a week's worth of Abby's meals <laughs> uh, paid for by her husband. Because ah. I don't want it for free. I want her to be paid mm-hmm. what she's worth. Uh, so, so you have to pay for it. Pay Abby's wages plus the food plus the the presentation, the whole thing, uh, just to bring it to you because I've lost our bet. That's what you're right. saying. You have to drive drive it all the way to Florida for me. All right. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I don't have a problem with that bet. If I can't make the trip to Florida, I will give you the monetary equivalent of this exchange. Oh no! I want the food. I don't want the money. He doesn't want the money. <laughs> I'm, and part of it is just I'm starving right now. But you got about a twenty-hour drive ahead of you to get that food, then, buddy. <laughs> Find a way to ship it. <laughs> uh, okay, so on to the uh, next little bit. Uh, we're gonna we're not gonna talk a lot about this, but I feel like we have to bring it up if we're talking news. But um, we're gonna talk about this in our Tuesday episode uh, in depth. But there was two mass shootings uh, this week, Colorado and um, I'm drawing a blank. Where's the other one? Um, Atlanta. Yes. Uh, And I made the snarky remark somewhere and maybe it was off, off color, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like uh, America is finally getting back to normal because the mass shootings have resumed. That's true. I mean, that's such a good point. And before we go any in depth anymore, what the fuck is going on in Colorado? Like this is the, yeah, this all is the, of the shooting. Yeah, this, this is the, the same one. town. Same town. Boulder was the same town that the that the um, movie theater shooting. Movie theater. And right outside of Boulder was Columbine High School was the original mass shooting. Yeah. Like that's something and their gun laws in that state are really lax. We'll talk about it later, but just saying. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, it might there's so many things I hate about the opposition to reasonable gun legislation. Cause that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about universal background checks. We're talking about closing the gun hole, the gun show loophole. Uh, we're talking about uh, preventing guns ending up in the hands of people that don't not letting people on the no fly list buy firearms. Like these are all reasonable requests, all reasonable suggestions, right? The opposition to this is so unreasonable about it um, that they start to compare uh, gang violence in Chicago saying, well, Chicago has the strictest gun laws and look at all the gun deaths there. Gun- gang violence is a completely different version of gun violence than mass shootings. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, a, and, and a whole other set of laws and regulation need to happen uh, in order to attack that problem. I, I did find it interesting about this specific one too. Um, that everybody thought immediately, myself included, that it was a white man that that committed this atrocity. Um, the one in Colorado was not, I believe, um, it was a, a Muslim, is from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and a man, I saw though, right? A man, but it was all over social media. Um, people were shocked by it that he actually survived the shooting, because usually, I mean. I can't believe they took him in, took him in alive. I'm shocked. He's taken in alive. Yeah. Well, and also 95% of them are white males. Uh, but the, you know, that the right, the NRA crowd will, uh, latch onto this specific right. one. Exactly. Because he's 
Muslim and mm-hmm. use it as a reason. Uh, it's just so disgusting to me. So disgusting to me. Like a responsible gun owner shouldn't have anything to worry about when it comes to a universal background check. Well, look, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I am going to reserve 99.9% of my comments on this. Uh, uh, this is half cheat, half promotion, but I'm going to reserve almost all of my comments on this to, uh, uh, I'm going to delay them until Tuesday's show when we discuss this issue, uh, deep, do a deep dive on it. Um, it didn't surprise me that the left came out right away and tried to use the impact of this incident, which I'm not saying is not the smart thing to do. It clearly is probably your highest impact time to bring the issue back up again, but it didn't surprise me at all to, to see, you know, mass shooting happens. The left is out talking about gun, like they, they immediately pivot right to the gun issue. They should. Um, and, and also, well, that's, that's, it is an arguable point. I'm not saying it's not, uh, you know, also, the fact that so many of these mass shooters are white males, mm-hmm. that should be a question that we're asking. And when you do see a Muslim who is the, the shooter, that should bring with it its own questions. Like if you believe that mass shooters are angry, resentful people looking to hurt the maximum number of people with their act, uh, if a white, young, disenfranchised male is doing that, that should be a separate discussion that you look at and, and you study. If a Muslim, of a young Muslim man or whatever age he was, is the perpetrator, you should also be asking what what would lead this person to a place of such anger and resentment that they would commit an act like this. These are there's a lot of hard questions we should ask ourselves about. Why do we see the trends with mass shootings? Why do they go the way they go? Why are the perpetrators who they are? And why can't we get a hold of it? These are all questions that we're going to really discuss uh, on a deeper level. But uh, that's all I'll say for now. But to be fair, he. <laughs> Muslim isn't a race and he does appear to look like a white male. So that's probably why he survived the shooting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Mount? You're probably right. He, he looks like Jeff and I. Yeah, he does. Was that the guy in his underwear? Yes. Yes. Um, the, the issue too with gun laws, like, again, we'll save it for later, but um, this guy used a loophole and, and just like, the Columbine shooters did. Um, they used the the um, gun show loophole. Um, oh, nine times out of ten, they're either taken from a responsible gun owner, or they're bought at a um, at a gun show and go through on those loopholes. Let me just point out: if someone takes your guns, you're not a responsible gun owner. They weren't yeah. locked up in a safe that only you could get into. Sorry, Very true. That, the, truth, that's true. the truth hurts. And this is yeah. what we're. This is what I'm talking about. It's not all quote unquote. Just because you can legally own a gun, and just because you do own a gun, and just because you think you're a responsible gun owner, does not make you a responsible gun owner. There are many, many irresponsible gun owners fighting for the rights, fighting for their own rights to own a gun as quickly and as hassle free as possible, and they shouldn't be allowed to own a gun. Uh, and that's all I'll say because you'll hear a lot more on real Tuesday. Quick, real quick, I just want to correct. I saw on my social media. Um, that people complaining that the Senate convened to discuss gun law legislation the day after the Colorado shooting. Um, and Ted Cruz had said this is an act of theater, which a lot of people made it must have made a lot of people think that this was a spontaneous thing. It was not. This was planned for months in advance. They did not convene Senate the next day just to show a show of force or whatever. That is not what happened. It was just a coincidence. 
I just wanted to make that clear. Good point. Um, and to add on, to end on a sad note, you guys all heard that I'm sure if you don't know the name, you will. Um, George Siegel died. Uh, what a legend this guy was. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering we're we're in the entertainment business, I feel like we have to talk about uh, some of these deaths that happen. And you know, this one, the guy led a great life. It wasn't sudden in the sense that he, you know, it didn't happen like when he was young. This guy was old. This guy was in the business since like 19. 19- 40 something, you know, but uh, you guys all know who George Siegel is, right? Mm-hmm. Is he, is he in fact, Mikey's father from look who's talking? Yes, he <laughs> is. He is. Real biological father. That yes. was not John Travolta. Mm-hmm. He is. That's, that's uh, right. No, I first knew George Segal from. Yeah. He, you know, and he, he was mainly a TV actor. Like, uh, I mean, most recently the Goldbergs, I don't know if you guys watched this, but no. uh, just a great, like, it's a great, I'm not a big fan of the laugh track sitcom anymore. It's kind of dying, but this one was just, just brought back like the, all the good feelings of a good family show. It was really funny. Um, just shoot me too. He was just in. shoot me was the other was big one that he was that. in where he had over like the Goldbergs. He had 177 episodes. Just shoot me was 149. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he played Jack Gallo on just shoot me. And it was just Amazing. great, but, but he did like, he, he'll, he did appearances here and there. Um, on like the Naked Truth, Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, he did some voice acting. Um, he was on. Um, he did an episode of Law and Order, SVU. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, like he was, um, he was in the cable, the cable guy, played Stephen's <laughs> father. Oh, um, like the Larry Sanders show. He did a couple of episodes. Uh, yeah, he was great in that. I was on. Yeah, you know, it's like. He his his list of credits just goes on and on. I was looking through them, and nothing like huge. Like, look who's talking was a big film, obviously. Um, but he had a but, minor role. Yeah, he had. He, he's like the definition of a guy who just literally took every part that was available to him and gave it a hundred percent because he was great in everything that he was in. Uh, he did some. All, he did some work with Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, just. You know that when Alfred Hitchcock was doing TV and just everything he was in, he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how that's how Robert Forster was when he was uh, when his career was on the downswing. He would be in movies like Maniac Cop Three and like just terrible films, but he would always be good. Yeah, and, uh, and George yeah. Siegel was like that. He was in Of Mice and Men, the original Of Mice and Men, the original TV show. Yeah, what? or the original made for TV movie. Made yeah, for TV movie. Yep. Yeah, there was another one I would. I can't find it now. Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Oh, uh, he was Revenge of the Band Crab <laughs> in t- 2010. He was in uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf mm-hmm. from 1966. Yeah, Di- Dinotopia, Quest for the Ruby Sunstone. He was Albagon's voice. Well, when we do our 2021 uh, year in review, you'll have to do a callback to George Siegel when we talk about people we've lost. Yeah. He yeah. was also he was in the original Fun with Dick and Jane. Yes, the, that's the yeah, one I was thinking that's of. That's a great yes. movie. Yep. That's a great movie. The yep. original. Uh so uh kudos to George Siegel for an amazing career uh and entertaining us. And uh, I'm so glad that the last memory I have of him is the grandfather on the Goldbergs because he was fucking great. It's fucking hilarious. So certainly sad to see the passing of that, but we're lucky enough that we got to witness his brilliance in our lifetime as well. Mm. 
So on that note, unless anybody has anything else, we will call it a day. Uh, check out Tuesday's episode where we will get into uh, gun legislation, gun laws, mass shootings. Uh, it'll be an interesting heated topic for sure. Uh, we will see you next Friday with more news. And remember, you are entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts. You know what? Even though I couldn't hate him today, fuck you, Ted Cruz. <laughs> Seriously, fuck you. And your Jeff, beard. Jeff, I'm going to call an audible and say that you should say you should save this week's fuck you to Michael Finger in the rear door. Oh. He should be your fuck you recipient this week. Fuck and there can be two fuck yous. And fuck you to Michael Finger in the rear. <laughs> this, this has been the ever-evolving truth. Until next time.